Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Joel Embiid in 2019 won the trademark for this nickname of his that also describes the 76ers' strategy of improving the team. Paul, what is do a 180? Nope. What is the process? Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We have all your action from another Wednesday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper. That's Trevon Edwards. We've got Rob Lopez fist bumping instead of shaking hands. Coming up on today's show, the Bucks are back to their dominant ways. Steph Curry re- return is coming. And Damian Lillard came back to us on Wednesday night. But first, we got our first Luka versus Zion matchup, and it did not disappoint. Mavericks 127, Pelicans 123 in overtime in Dallas. Kind of a crazy finish in this one. So in regulation, Luka Doncic finds Seth Curry in the corner for a three-pointer with 36 seconds left. Put the Mavs up two. Pelicans respond with the uh, with Nicolo Melli hitting a three-pointer with 7.4 seconds left that they reviewed when the Mavs when the Mavericks went up three, uh, following a one of two performance from Seth Curry at the free throw line, Melly hit the shot. It came after a possession, which Lonzo took a horrible three, followed by Derek Favors airballing a three from the corner. But the Mavericks still blew the lead and the Pelicans pushed the overtime in overtime. Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, just too much. Luka grabbed a huge offensive rebound off a Maxi Claver miss with, uh, 14 seconds left in overtime. The Mavs were up two at the time. He found Tim Hardaway Jr., who knocked down two free throws, puts them up four. Zion scored on a layup, but then Porzingis iced it with two free throws. And Trey, KP was incredible in this one. 34 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, five blocks. Luka had 30 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Did have seven turnovers, but when these two are going like this, which they haven't been you know, dominant too much in the same game this season, uh, you got to feel like the Mavericks are going to another level if they can get that out of those two guys. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is why uh, Mark Cuban was so adamant of getting KP and bringing him over. He's seen yeah. this potential and, and what these two could do together. And it's been a rare occasion because normally Luca has great games and KP really struggles. And tonight they put it together to get a victory, a, a very clawed out victory. But I'm still kind of puzzled how Steph Seth Curry, sorry, Seth Curry got wide open. And then also right? <laughs> like those, those are, those are brain farts from young teams. And I, I understand, but you, you can't, you can't leave guys. And then there was a few mishaps on defense where I seen uh, Zion going out and, and, and trailing the big where they just freed up the paint in order to get a free score. And it's like, normally, you know, uh, a seasoned veteran would sag off or know his personal KYP. And in this situation, that was not the case. I mean, it's not too many shots that the Mavs big is going to take in deep in that, in that, in that time, he's not Bertans or, you know, a guy that's shooting in the high 40%. So I would live with him shooting that shot. Um, And also um, Lucas, you know, I think in the last 30 seconds, uh, having, I've never seen anyone put Drew Holiday on skates like that. Like yeah, he broke him down so perfectly. Set up Claver in the corner, and then and the shot just missed. But man, he broke him down bad. Yeah, I, I mean that's rare. I mean for for a first team all defensive guy to to really get shifty. I mean obviously you know 
the fun police to come around and say, oh, well, there's no shot taken or, you know, there's no highlight because nothing was completed after it. But he could have easily threw the floater if he wanted to. Um, oh, yeah. But he just, you know, he saw an open guy and, and made the right play. But, yeah, man, I, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, no, he he broke him down big time. And, and you mentioned Seth Curry getting wide open for that three, especially late in regulation. It's not like he was having a bad game. He had 21 points. He was 6 of 9 from three-point range, 7 of 12 overall from the field. Recent hot stretch, he's 20-plus in three straight games. And during those three games, he's 17 of 25 from three-point range, which doesn't even sound real. Like, that's just a ridiculous level of efficiency right now. Uh, Mavericks are now 4-0 against the Pelicans. They swept the Pelicans this year. Uh, you know, some of that came with the injuries, but still – we got our first Luka versus Zion matchup, and the Mavericks still win, still close out that season series 4-0. To the Pelicans' credit, they were playing on a back-to-back, and it was Zion Williamson's first uh, back-to-back of his young career after they lost to Minnesota Tuesday night. Zion struggled a little bit in this one, got it going late, but 21 points on 9 of 18 shooting, had 6 rebounds, 3 assists in 33 minutes, did have a, a clutch layup that scored pretty quickly to cut it to 2, but it wasn't enough. Uh, that shot that Nicolo Melli hit, it was the only shot he hit on the night. He was 1 of 9 one of seven from deep. Brandon Ingram tried to will them to victory in regulation. He had 27 points on 11 to 22 shooting. He was great down the stretch of, of regulation. Didn't do much in overtime. Lonzo Ball, 25 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. He had a great game, but it's just not enough, Trey. Like Luka Doncic is 22nd career triple-double, most by any Mavs player in their history. It's his 14th of the season. Uh, that's the most in the NBA. That's one ahead of LeBron James. And he helps set up just so many three-pointers from the Mavs. Mavs are 20 t- 22 of 50 from deep in this game. We know that they're a historic offense. They still have the best offense in NBA history. Uh, but, Trey, it's it's not just Luka. It's not just KP. Like, they really do just go, you know, nine deep on this team, and everyone can put them up. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's tons of unsung heroes. You got DeLon Wright, Steph Curry, obviously, who's been playing exceptional off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, again, you can go down the line and name all these guys. I mean, right now, I think the the biggest storyline on the other end is, uh, you know, Zion Williamson being a liability on defense. Yeah. You know, and and teams are exposing that. Yes, he can, you know, he's, he's exciting to play and 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 watching watching play and stuff like that but i mean also on a defensive end he's being exposed and i think that's where the teaching point for alvin gentry and the rest of his staff is going to have to take a look at um and try to you know see and pick him pick and choose points when he should be on the floor because i think Melly should have played a little bit more um down the stretch because it just made sense obviously you know zion if Zion was on the floor, we probably wouldn't get that three and send it to extra, you know, free basketball. So yeah, that's um, true. Those are those are coaching strategies that you know are constantly going to have to be uh, rearranged, moving on down the line, especially if they're trying to make this eighth spot. Yeah, Drew Holiday had 19.6 rebounds, six assists. Uh, Pelicans just six of 11 from the free throw line in 53 minutes of play, and they are now five games behind Memphis. They are in trouble for this playoff stretch. Other big game of the night. Bucks are dominant again. 119-100 over the Pacers in Milwaukee. They got out to an early 25-6 lead. The Pacers fought back in the second quarter. And then the Bucks just crushed them in the third and fourth quarters. Outscored them 61-44 to in the second half. Giannis didn't shoot well at first in this game. Uh, was carried a little bit by Wes Matthews, Chris Middleton, and Eric Bledsoe. But then Giannis got it going in the second half. He finished with 29 points on 10-23 of 23 shooting, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Middleton had another 20-point game. He also had 8 rebounds. Wes Matthews was 6-10 of 10 from the field. 
field for 15 points. Eric Bledsoe had a great game with 16 points, seven assists, five rebounds. And even Dante DiVincenzo had a great uh, game off the bench, 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals. And Trey, I don't think you can blame the Pacers too much because no Victor Oladipo. Malcolm Brogdon left the game in the first half uh, with a sore hip. He only played 11 minutes, uh, had four points, three assists, and two rebounds. But this Pacers team against a dominant Bucks team, missing their two backcourt players for most of this game. Uh, I don't know what else you can expect the Pacers to do. They hung in as long as they could, but the Bucks are just too good. I wouldn't hang my head in this game if I'm Indiana. They, they missed out on scoring, you know, and they also lost their second guy that's that's normally, you know, doing well for them as far as driving penetration and also, you know, scoring big baskets. And obviously TJ Warren uh, didn't have the best game that he normally yeah. is capable of doing. Um, so they were just shorthanded. I mean, but uh, I would be very optimistic in, in, in where they're going and, and what direction they should be. I mean, with the return of Victor Oladipo, I mean, obviously he's still trying to, you know, get back to where he is. So, you know, he's going to miss some games and, and then he's going to play some games. Um, as far as the Bucks, you know, when Giannis is not playing well, his team picks him up. And, you know, that's the next man up mentality. These guys go really deep and are able to, you know, contribute there. And, you know what I mean? With uh, the big ragu stepping up and being able to play well. Yeah. And also uh, Middleton is showing why he was an all-star this season. And then Wes Matthews has his games where, I mean, it's not as consistent as he wanted to be, but he, ha- he, he still has it in the tank, you know, when he needs to. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, uh, Big Ragu, White Dante uh, was just fantastic off the bench for them. Doug McDermott and TJ McConnell were great off the bench for the Pacers. 16 for McDermott, 14 and 6 for McConnell. Uh, But DeMontis Sabonis just couldn't do enough. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, but did have 6 turnovers. Bucks killed the Pacers on the boards, 56-39. Bucks only shot 28% from downtown, but they were 20 of 22 from the free throw line. And they've now won 7 of the last 8. You mentioned TJ Warren. He had 18 points on 18 shots, but 14 of those points came in the second quarter he was non-existent in the second half miles turner was terrible in this game he had seven points on nine shots in over 30 minutes pacers shot just 25 percent from deep they were one of 12 from three-point range in the second half uh they're now tied with the sixers but have the tiebreakers so they're the five seed currently and they had their four game win streak snapped with this loss to uh the bucks in milwaukee All right, Trey, let's get to the news that everybody needs for Thursday. Steph Curry is officially back. The Warriors cleared him for a return after missing the last 58 games. Celebrated by tweeting a uh, weirdly edited video with the caption, About time, lost to exclamation points. Warriors will play the Raptors in that NBA Finals rematch on TNT Thursday night. So get prepared for that. Um, look, Trey, obviously this, the Warriors aren't competing for anything the rest of the season, but we've talked about this before. They need, uh, they need Steph Curry to kind of get some familiarity on the court with some of these young guys with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, what are you expecting in this final stretch of the game from Steph? Man, I miss the baby face killer, man. It's been a long time, man. 50, let's, what'd you say? 58 games, 58 straight games, 58 games. Why? And that's why ratings are down. Right. <laughs> that's why ratings are down. We got guys imitating them, taking logo shots. The real logo shooter is back. Yeah. Welcome back, Steph Curry. Can't wait to see you out there playing with Andrew Wiggins. Also, I'm curious to see how many spin moves Andrew Wiggins makes before he decides to pass out. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be fun. As far as the rematch, that's a joke. It, it's just a, it's just a better basketball, a better NBA when guys are healthy and able to, you know, play play the game they love. 
Absolutely. And as we know, Steph is one of the most electrifying in the world, one of the best stars uh, we've had. And even if he's, you know, half of what he's been in the past, that's still a big boost for the Warriors and a big boost for just the watchability of the Warriors the rest of the season. Troy Daniels will be joining the Denver Nuggets after it was waived by the Lakers earlier this week. That's according to ESPN. Also, according to ESPN, the Pistons are claiming Jordan McRae off the waivers. Uh, the Suns were hoping to claim him, but since the Pistons have a worse record, they got first crack at him. He actually joined the uh, the the Pistons uh, Wednesday night so we can talk about that in a little bit so that's just a little bit of house cleaning there and then the last bit of news Trey uh, guard Jalen Brown will be out at least one week with that hamstring injury we saw him suffer in Boston's overtime win or overtime loss to the Nets on Tuesday night when Karis LeVert went off Uh, Jalen Brown missing a week that definitely definitely hurts the Celtics um, in some way, uh, they can try to make up for it with Gordon Hayward, hopefully being healthy. They can try to make up for it with Jason Tatum. They got some guys, you know, Marcus Smart will fill in defensively as he usually does, but they need Kemba back healthy. They need Jalen Brown back healthy. Um, otherwise, the Celtics team, they can't go limping into the playoffs, Trey. Yeah, I mean, again, the biggest, the biggest thing as an NBA player's availability the biggest success thing is going into the playoffs with a deep team, a deep and healthy team. And if you don't have those two, then you have no shot. I mean, your your stars can only do so much. It can carry you where you need to be. And also other guys will continue to step up. Like we've been seeing Shake step up for Philly. Uh, other teams need other guys to step up until their guys get healthy and then contribute and make their bench deeper. And right now, I'm not sure if that's a comfortable situation for, for – uh, for Boston to have right now, you know what I mean? With, with nagging injuries, obviously it's just a week for Jalen Brown, but you know, with Kimba being out and, you know, consistency with his health is, is a major issue. If you want to, you know, knock off Milwaukee bucks. Yeah, we'll see Semi Ojale get some get some more run. We'll see Brad Wanamaker. We'll see Carson Edwards a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, they just need Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker back healthy. All right, Trey, let's get into the rest of the games from Wednesday night. Speaking of the Celtics, Celtics 112, Cavs 106 in Cleveland. Celtics were on the second night of a back-to-back after that overtime loss. No Jalen Brown, no Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum was mostly on his own in this one, and that was okay. 32 points on 11 of 24 shooting. It was 5 of 10 from deep. Nine rebounds, six assists. Semiogele that we mentioned, he stepped up. He had 22 points, knocked down five three-pointers off the bench in this game. Also had six rebounds. Ennis Cantor only played 14 minutes, but had a double-double with 10 points and 11 rebounds. Marcus Smart, not the best shooting night, 5 of 15 from the field, but did manage to get 18 points because he hit all eight of his free throws. For the Cavs side of it, Colin Sexton and Kevin Love were amazing in this one. Sexton, career high, 41 points on 17 of 30 from the field. Also, six assists. Kevin Love, 26 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. Those are Minnesota Kevin Love numbers right there. Larry Nance Jr. was good for the Cavs. He had 19 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, four steals. He was all over the place. But they really got screwed here with Matthew Delvadova going 0 for 8. Chetty Osman going 3 for 14. Delvadova actually got his first start since 2017 because Cavs rookie Kevin Porter Jr. forgot to put his jersey on before the game. Didn't make it back to the court in time for the starting lines to be announced. And that's the Cavs for you. Thunder 114, Pistons 107 in Detroit. Thunder on the second night of a back-to-back. Brandon Knight tried to take a charge late in this game from Chris Paul. No call was made. CP3 recovered on the play. Found Danilo Gallinari for a big three-pointer with 21 seconds left. Put the Thunder up four. Uh, It was a bad no call. CP3 dipped his shoulder. Knight was squared up, but 
didn't get the call and the uh the pistons end up losing that one by seven shea gilgis alexander ridiculous in this one 27 points three assists two rebounds two steals two blocks was 12 of 15 from the field he was a part of the thunder shooting 61 percent in this game danilo gallinari 19.7 rebounds four steals and of course that big three-pointer chris paul just six uh, assists and had 16 points. Also had six turnovers. Dennis Schroeder had 23 points off the bench. Uh, also had nine assists. He's trying to win that sixth man of the year. For the Pistons, Christian Wood, 29-9 and nine in this one. Brandon Knight, 18-7 and seven assists. 15 points off the bench for Jordan McRae, who was uh, making his Pistons debut after being claimed. The Thunder are a game and a half out of the five seed. Pistons have now lost nine of the last ten. They are almost unwatchable at this point. Heat 116, Magic 113 in Miami. Aaron Gordon missed a three-pointer, would have tied the game. Instead, the Heat take home another victory. That is their fourth straight win, and they're firmly in the fourth seed in this one. Someone's got to put a hand in Duncan Robinson's face, Trey. 27 points on 9 of 12 shooting. He All 9 of 12 from the field also came from beyond the arc. Trey, this is why I say never shoot twos, because when you're Duncan Robinson, you can hit nothing but threes. In this earned one. him he a was game fantastic. ball. Oh, man, earned him a game ball, and he was so good in this game. Like, he's just – look, I'm not going to say he's the best shooter in the game because, obviously, that there's a lot of great shooters in this league, but he's got to be one of the ten best shooters at this point. Like, he just – as soon as it's going up, I think it's going in. He's top six for sure this season. Uh, I mean, you know, you got George Hill obviously leading, um, which wasn't expected, and then you got – Bertans, you know, like I said, guys can really shoot the rock. And, yeah. and you know, luckily for Miami, they have him on their side. And, you know, you can't lose sight of him. He's a, he's a knockdown guy. And, you know, he also contributes. He can do other things. And I really like what, you know, Miami's doing. Um, probably one of the scariest matchups in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Goran Dragic off the bench in this one. Uh, incredible game. 25 points, 9 assists, 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 9 from deep. Uh, Jimmy Butler had 12 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. The Heat set a franchise record with 22 made three-pointers, beat their record from, I believe, 2017 when they had 21 in a game. They shot 50% from deep, hit half their threes. Uh, Kelly Olenek had 16 points off the bench. Terrence Ross had my favorite stat line of the night. You already know I'm going to give it to him when we do line of the night. 35 points, 0 rebounds, 0 zero steals zero blocks 12 of 18 from the field eight of 10 from deep did have the one turnover so he screwed up the points was with nothing else in the box score uh 15 of those points came in the fourth quarter big game for Nikola Vucevic your boy Vucci main 22 points 16 rebounds seven assists uh but that's three straight losses for Orlando they're half game behind Brooklyn for the seventh seed but they should be just fine in terms of making the playoffs because I believe they're four games up on the Wizards uh or four and a half games up on the Wizards for that eight seed Grizzlies 118, Nets 79, Nets on the second night of that back-to-back after that incredible Karis LeVert performance in Boston Tuesday night. Couldn't get the same thing. No heroics there. He had 14 points on 6 of 19 shooting. Torian Prince had 15 points on 6 of 19 shooting. Spencer Dinwiddie, 4 points on 1 of 9 shooting. Nets shot 33% from the field, 7 of 22 from deep. For the Grizzlies, they just dominated the second half. 66-34 to 34 in the second half. Josh Jackson had 19 off the bench. He's had a nice stretch lately. Tyus Jones had 18 off the bench. John Morant, 
15 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 16 rebounds for Jonas Valanciunas. Grizzlies also shot incredible from deep, 20 of 44 from downtown. Uh, and just the Memphis second team in NBA history to win consecutive road games on the road by at least 39 points. Also the first team this season to hold three consecutive opponents below 90 points. That's from Omari Sankofa of The Athletic, who covers the Grizzlies. Grizzlies have won three straight. They're in the driver's seat for this eight seed. Nets have lost five of six. Jazz 112, Knicks 104 in New York. No Spike Lee. He had a DNP protest in this one. Fans chanted, sell the team. The Jazz struggled to make shots in the fourth, but they held on for the victory. Donovan Mitchell had 23. Boyan Bogdanovich had 23. Mitchell also had eight assists in this run. Rudy Gobert, 18 and 14. Mike Conley had a good game, 17 points on nine shots, six assists in this one. Jazz shot 50% from the field. For the Knicks, Julius Randle, 32 points, 11 rebounds, zero assists. Alfred Payton is a jazz killer most nights. 20 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. RJ Barrett had 14 points, 21 for Bobby Portis off the bench. That's three straight wins for the Jazz, who had been in a big tailspin. And the Knicks, who are always in a tailspin, have lost seven of their last nine. Trey, big one between us. Wolves 115, Bulls 108 in Minneapolis. Are the Wolves potentially competent their second night of a back-to-back for minnesota and they win their third game in their last five big third quarter stop it right now 33 to 21 back-to-back win since january what month are we in oh man it's i mean i'm surprised honestly that sounds too soon oh man that sounds too soon i mean good for good for malik beasley yeah i mean he was great 24 points he's playing well and you know d-lo loves minnesota and you know, obviously, there's no Zach Levine. Maybe if Zach Levine's there, he reigns on their parade. So, right, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, but I do like what Kobe White's doing for Chicago. Yeah, he's been great you know, again, these these are two bad teams that are just playing for not even bragging rights, but <laughs> trying to not obviously look like they're tanking. Yeah, absolutely. D'Angelo Russell, as you mentioned, 19 points, four assists in this one. Nas Reed had 16 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Wolves just lit the Bulls up in this game. Just high shooting percentages throughout. You mentioned no Zach Levine, but Larry Markkinen started. He had 13 points on 6 of 10 shooting. Kobe White, 26 and 6 off the bench. Bulls have lost 11 of the last 13. As I mentioned, the Wolves have won three of the last five. And then last game of the night, Blazers 125, Wizards 105. Damian Lillard is back after missing six straight games. He scored 22 points in 32 minutes wizards on the second night of a back-to-back no legs that after halftime blazers took over in the third a 28 to 18 third quarter kind of ballooned their lead the wizards tried to make a little bit of a late charge in the fourth quarter but could not do it cj mccollum had 22 carmelo had 25 hassan whiteside with 24 and 16 blazers shot the lights out against the worst defense in the league bradley beal 29 6 and 6 for the wizards uh, Davis Bertans had 21 off the bench. Ray Hachimura had 11. And Mo Wagner uh, was the only other wizard in double figures with 10 points. All right, Trey, let's go to the line of the night. We had Julius Randle had a big game. Colin Sexton had a 41-pointer. Uh, you know, Luka Doncic had a triple-double. Who gets your line of the night? Oh, I'm going to piss some people off and go with my European Luka love. <laughs> Luka Doncic, 30, 17, 10 on primetime television. Getting it done and putting Drew Holiday on skates. I'm going with Lucas Skywalker. 
Uh, I'm going. I told you earlier in the show. It's Terrence Ross. Thirty-five points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Just the one turnover. Uh, I love that kind of efficiency with just getting shots up. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back to back, no dunks, hoops adjacent, House of Strauss, tampering, all those plus the team specific shows. Just click follow on the app. You get notifications for new episodes. And, of course, sign up for The Athletic with theathletic.com slash daily ding. You're going to get 40% off a subscription. And uh, you get the best coverage in the world of the NBA and other sports. Thanks for waking up with us. Take your medicine. Get ready for Thursday. Get ready for a long weekend. And, uh, Trey, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.